0: This is VH Snack. And we're back, and we are ready to VH Snack. I'm Josh.
1: And I'm Bill. And we're about to VH Snack,
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, you're looking at me like, say
1: say the thing. I I, I want
0: you to say the thing, it's becoming like our new thing.
1: Do I have a, a catchphrase?
0: I don't know. What's your catchphrase? I don't know. You gotta. I
1: don't, I don't think I have one.
0: Well, VH say something. Come on, man. Right now. You're on the spot. You're on the VH spot. you <laughs> we'll on the VH spot. <laughs> I'm just joking, buddy. No,
1: it's uh, another episode of VH Snackin'. It is good to be here. It is our trek to 90s Rewind weekend. We have been ascending the Mr. Bone Stripper roller coaster.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And next weekend, it drops. And Hawaiian Punch is gonna wash across the land.
0: Yeah, man, we're gonna be VH surfing on some warm Hawaiian oh, Punch, man. dude. Washing, yeah, washing across the land, as you say. And there's gonna be hot dogs flying everywhere and mint candies and, and uh, what a mint candy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, the, we're we're coming off nothing but trouble episode, and it just still is living in our heads. Dude, like
1: yesterday, always. I had the thought: I was like, I kind of want to watch nothing but trouble again after seeing that
0: new poster
1: the the Mahoning put out holy oh, shit yeah.
0: yeah that's that's a killer poster
1: and those will be for sale at the event and uh god damn it I'm gonna get me one no I know I'm gonna, gonna get know, two
0: you know I'm gonna get one I gotta get one for the wall I gotta get one for the for the vault you know yeah you know so it's very very exciting um less than a week away
1: yeah get those tickets if you haven't already it's gonna be a great time two nights six movies
0: amazing so
1: special uh, menu with uh, lots of VH snack and related items.
0: So yeah, we'll have some VH snacking items and some secret items and we'll have some plenty of snacks for you to enjoy. It's going to be very cool. Grinders and Cokes and <laughs> guns drugs and, and
1: guns <laughs> and spoons and <laughs> knives. and <laughs>
0: <laughs> I want Judge Wapner. <laughs> that was proper.
1: <laughs>
0: so. Today. We're pressing play on a favorite of mine from when I was a kid, but Phil had never really seen this. I
1: had never seen it other than apparently catching glimpses of it on TV. I don't know. Like I said, on the uh, Ace Ventura episode, I believe, or no, the nothing but trouble. I always thought that, you know, Wayne and Garth were zombies at one point. And I remember that from my childhood, and I was like, I know I had seen that at some point, but it's kind of my own personal Mandela effect. You know? Yeah, it's
0: really interesting. And, of course, we're talking about Stay Tuned from 1992. Yes. And, I mean, I grew up with this movie. It was constantly, I was renting it all the time, um, watching it on cable all the time. That's where this movie populated. You know, I don't think it did very well in, in the theaters, you know, and, and uh, like our guest Virgil talked about um you know Who which you, you
1: will hear from later
0: yeah we got a little vh segment with him as a vh special guest so we're That's very right. happy virgil from mahoning drive-in theater but yes i this movie is just something that was always around like it's it's just amazing so i'm really excited for me to talk about my experience with this film and my feelings about it and then your experience and feelings about it like not having any nostalgia for it whatsoever and seeing it fresh yeah you know, like, uh, what, 30 years later or something? Yeah. So.
1: 30, yeah, 30 years on the dot. Yeah. I don't know exactly what day it was released, but yeah, didn't do well at the box office. Only made like 10 million, um, much like nothing but trouble before it. But that does not mean it's a bad movie.
0: At all. It's not a bad movie, and it's a wonderful movie, and I'm very excited to be talking about it because I love this damn movie. Okay. So, uh, I guess we should get on with my moments, my thoughts. Go for May it. May I start at this time?
1: You shall, sir.
0: Excellent. So. <clears throat> <clears throat> don't you mean
1: excrement?
0: Excrement. <laughs> yeah. So, if you don't know what Stay Tuned is, it's a uh, 1992 uh, like dark comedy kind of sci-fi, I guess. It's about. Sure uh a guy and his wife get sucked into a a satellite dish and they have to fend for their lives through certain uh channels and situations and shows and uh it's hell vision it's like hell tv
1: yeah you know you really don't get these types of quirky comedies anymore like i don't know uh honey I shrunk the kids or something it's like hey we got a movie and this crazy thing happens and i don't know like this and um what would what would another good comparison be
0: a mom and dad save the world or
1: something like that but they don't
0: yeah. they don't really mi- no they don't like where are these type of comedies in today's world like i must be missing them because they these, don't really happen these like kooky weird concept mm-hmm. comedies you know it's either like a buddy comedy or like I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I hate to bring
1: it up again, but like nothing but trouble. Crazy fucking concept.
0: I mean, that was a crazy concept for even when it came out, though. Yeah. Like that was unusual and off the beaten path, even when it was created. But to your point, I mean, where are these crazy comedies now?
1: Well, studios don't want to touch this kind of thing. They'd rather, you know, yeah. turn out some kind of generic.
0: Stick to the movie. formula. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. I mean, there's a lot of money and a lot of a lot of things that go into film, and uh, the the uh, the landscape is very different. But thankfully, movies like this exist in the '90s, and so. they live on. Exactly. So. so, I mean, I don't know, man. So. I, I love this movie and it's, it's, you're, I got a lot of moments. So we're, we're, <laughs> all right, let's jump on in. So I love the high adventure score with the hints of sci-fi in the beginning, like with the t- like giving the credits and stuff like that. I mean, I think it just sets it up and it's <laughs> kind of lampooning Star Wars and uh, um, uh, Indiana Jones and like all these like high adventure, like kind of scores, you know what I mean? I think they do a really yeah. good job of creating that and creating that vibe. So, I mean, just that alone is is a great start.
1: You could call this movie an adventure movie. It's totally an adventure movie. It's like a comedy adventure slash I don't know what.
0: Well, I mean, it is, it's, it's got horror elements. It's got comedy elements. It's got adventure elements, you know? So, I mean, there's a lot going on. There's so many different things going on in this movie, which we will talk about. But, um, so John Ritter, I just love John Ritter. I just love John Ritter. We miss him. And I love him in this movie. Um, So one of my first moments is when, because this guy's obsessed with television, right? And he just cannot stop watching television. He's like totally like blocking everything else out in his life. And his wife sits down. She's like, I want you to be honest with me. I want you to tell me the truth. And she's like, okay, listen. You tell me that I can't connect with you. You tell me that I'm far off. I'm going to be honest with you we're in double overtime here. (laughs) And like the way that he double-overties is just like so good to me. It's like he's so sincere and he's so worried that he's going to miss the Supersonics in double overtime. And it's just like, I mean, valid point. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, double overtime
1: for like a high stakes game. It'd be like, hey, I hear you. Let's press pause on that. But (laughs) double overtime, like just give me five minutes. I mean this is the 90s. You can't like go back and watch that shit. <laughs> He's like,
0: I'll be right there with you in 4 minutes and 13 seconds. <laughs> That's
1: great. Yeah,
0: it's I love it. I love it. And um,
1: somehow like okay, I've only seen this movie twice before, but I don't remember that exact line, so I'm I'm digging these moments here because it's yeah, yeah. it's going to be a refresher for me. Like this movie's not burned into my mind like, you know, Right, totally. Many others.
0: Um, and then, of course, his wife gets really upset, as she probably should. And then she like hurls a trophy into the TV, and it like explodes. And he's like, the TV. Like, it's like a, the family dog guy hit by a car or something. Like he's just like totally like distraught and, and upset. And then he puts a little TV on top of the broken TV classic
1: ooh, classic move
0: a man is just addicted you know what i mean <laughs> um here's here's a little thing i don't know if other people enjoy but i really love their mailbox because it's like one of those mailboxes that are that looks like the that house. looks like the house oh uh, yeah. yeah and it has their name on it really cute don't see that often i would love to do that one day Hmm. if i ever have like the dough to do it or like the inclination sure it'd be cool to have a mailbox that looks like your house was a good mailbox was And Spike comes up and lights a match off of it. God, Spike's such a good character in this movie. The evil guy. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, this movie is just like a perfect mix of dark comedy and and can't be horror to me. me. Um, So, the commercials. I want to talk about some of the commercials. I know Virgil, and we talked about it with Virgil a little bit. But the first one that pops up is (laughs) Three Men and Rosemary's Baby. Because it's all satanic or it's all evil, like everything inside of this this um, television station is—it's basically how people are how uh, this how the devil gets souls, right? Like you get sucked into the television and you have to survive this, and if you die, Satan gets your soul.
1: Oh, Which, okay. Is that what? It, yeah, yeah. Like okay.
0: like souls batted in, you know? Like I, I got mean, you. Yeah. The SBI six hundred sixty six channels. Yeah, and like it's all satanic, and it's like it's all like uh, a way for Satan to get your soul, which I think you know is part of them saying like TV is kind of soul sucking. You know what I mean? Like sure. it kind of just takes your time and your and your energy. And in the beginning of the movie, uh, when the the son is explaining like what the what's happening, like setting the scene, he said that the average person watches seven and a half hours of tv a day like how's that even possible
1: uh i mean for some people i'm sure it's more you know they just sit home all day and watch daytime tv daytime talk shows judge judy that kind of shit
0: let's say you you sleep six to eight hours Okay,
1: but it's mostly like older people that sure i would hope so
0: well, they, they said the average American, he says in the movie, the average American watches, and this is in 1991, 1992, mm-hmm. seven and a half hours of television a day. Yeah, I believe
1: that. It's not too far-fetched. Have you ever done the uh, the analytics on your phone? Like how much time you spend on your phone each day?
0: No, but I'm, I'm sure Me- that's very neither similar.
1: Neither have I. I don't want to. Yeah, like you're afraid to, right? You're <laughs> yeah, like, I'm like, I know I spend way too much fucking time on my phone. Well, I mean, our
0: phones are just so like, and that's the thing is like, was the television kind of, you know, the the comparison to our phones now? Because the television was where you got a lot of your information, right? Like the news, entertainment, you know, yeah, et cetera. All of it, basically. Uh huh. And then that that portal, that box has now become a handheld device where people watch most of their content and their interactions and all of their information are on their phone.
1: But a lot of people, and I'm guilty of this, do both at the same time. I mean, how many times have you sat here and watched a movie and like worked on your phone on something or?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I
1: mean, I think everybody does that.
0: I make conscious efforts to like put my phone in a different room when I watch movies and be intentional about it because I've noticed myself becoming, you know, just you get distracted by your phone. Like you want to go, you like have a a Twitch to like pick, pick it up every few minutes to make sure you're not missing anything or whatever.
1: Yeah. That's why I have to do like handwritten notes. Like whenever I watch these movies, I'm like phones down pen and paper. And it just helps me like kind of, otherwise I'll get like, Oh, well let me check Instagram real quick. Let me yeah, look at eBay, look up some tapes or something. Sure. It's almost like like mindless. Right. Mm -hmm.
0: So I think that's what they were trying to say is that, you know, not the TV and movies are a great obviously, we're champions of this. It's a great way to escape, it's a great way to you know fill your mind with imagination, it's a great way to mm-hmm. see other worlds, etc. But this movie kind of villainizes it, right? They're like TV is gonna like suck your soul, or like you know, it's, yeah, it's gonna, a little on the nose, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's you know, I kind of enjoy that though. been because c- mm. oh man, back to the weird commercials. <laughs> Sadistic hidden videos,
1: yeah, that one's good. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like the hidden camera
0: shows. Yeah, and then like they go up to some woman and tell her that her husband died, but it's like a joke, and you're just like, <laughs> he's looking at TV, he's like, what? Like it's so weird. It's so it's so funny, dude. Did you ever watch Show? Of course.
1: Okay. Remember, like zapped. He's like, you've been zapped.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Kind of the same thing. Yeah, kind of the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> So I I love the Napper Crapper 2000 or whatever. Oh yeah, where he like no more annoying trips to the bathroom, and there's like a toilet and like a uh, like a mini fridge. It's also? like a mini fridge on the side. It's like wow, this is like pure awesome ultimate laziness. So, yeah, I mean,
1: there's some good. people that would totally get one of those if it was a real thing. It might be a real thing.
0: It wouldn't surprise me. I'm sure there's people out there that would buy it. Oh, sure. But is it one of those an Idiocracy, too? Like like a chair that was also a toilet? Ooh,
1: God, I haven't seen that in a long time. But that sounds like something that would yeah. be in there.
0: But yeah, there's so many nods, and there's so many, like, um, puns and, like, satirical kind of, you know, swipes at everything. Like, Encyclopedia Satanica. Like, you know, stuff like that. And it's, it's all over this movie, and it's so fun. Um, I... I love the the supporting cast in this movie, Jeffrey Jones, obviously, and we we mentioned him with Mer- with Virgil. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. there's just something sinister about him, you know. And, and yeah,
1: and,
0: it's more than a feeling, you know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, there's
1: some actual facts to back that. Up, yeah, for sure. I we'll have to get into that. Too.
0: But yeah, I love uh, Eugene Levy is awesome in oh, this. Is so good. Yeah, he's really good. And even Don Kalfa, who has a very minor role. Um, but uh, love Don Kalfa in this too. Uh, he's one of my favorite lines in this movie is when Don when um, Spike does something to take care of something or somebody in mm-hmm. in, in the movie, and uh, Don Calpha just goes masterful strokes, huh? <laughs> it's really good. Um, yeah, I wonder. And oh, the Captain Lou Albano cameo. I love that he's in there. So, do you know about you know Lou Albano, Captain Lou Albano? I don't. No. So he played Mario on the TV show. And, but he was also like a huge wrestling promoter and a huge wrestling, like icon. So it was just really cool to see him in there and and do that. Oh, nice. Yeah. So wait, Mario. Yeah. What do you mean? Mario? Like Mario brothers. Like the, the Saturday morning super show or whatever. When we're like, it was like cartoon. No, it was live action. And then they went into the cartoon. Yeah. I never hear about this. You don't remember this.
1: I don't. I mean, I remember the Mario brothers movie. No, Dennis Hopper, yeah, yeah, John Leguizamo.
0: No, not that one. This is a earlier, um, and it was like it would come off, come on before school. I got you. Yeah, and they would have like the Nintendo cartoons afterwards. Damn, I must have missed this. Yeah, but he played uh, Mario, and it was really, really cool. But he's more uh, a wrestling kind of icon, Hall of Famer. Gotcha. It was really cool to see him in there, and he's just such a cool, um, just person like how about lou albano is awesome um quite a bit of wrestling in this
1: there is yeah you know this was kind of like the early 90s this was the peak for like people thinking wrestling was real (laughs) you know if you watch some of those old of like wwf events there's people in the crowd like having meltdowns over what's happening yeah. If you watch it now, everybody's kind of like grinning, like, you know, they they're in on the joke. They they're just watching the entertainment. But back in the day, people were like <laughs> just losing their fucking minds over the Ultimate Warrior. But it felt
0: good, right? Oh, yeah. And I was right there with them. You know, I was like five or six, just yeah. I mean, 8-year-old yeah, I mean, me was freaking out when the Undertaker was coming out, dude, like,
1: dude, when Papa Shango made Ultimate Warrior vomit backstage, he put a curse on him. I was like, "Somebody help him! He's gonna kill him!" And I was like, "Legit worried." I was like, "Oh my god, did the Ultimate Warrior die?" I was like asking people at school, "Like, is he okay?"
0: Like, did you start? Did you spread the rumor in grade school that Ultimate Warrior died or something? That because he did die. There was like three different Ultimate Warriors, wasn't there?
1: Uh, I've heard that theory, but I I don't think so. I've, uh, I've
0: told you my Undertaker story, right? i probably already told it. Yeah,
1: you told that on the Major Pain episode. Okay, cool. Because we started talking about Bam Bam Bigelow. Yeah, yeah. We could just do like an all old wrestling episode sometime. We
0: should. We should. We could do No Holds Barred. That'd be funny. But rewinding back to Stay Tuned. So I wonder if John Ritter does his own stunts in this movie. Because it looks like hmm. he's doing some of them. Because... Like the body slams and stuff, especially in the wrestling section. Yeah. Like it looks like he's actually getting like body slam and stuff. It didn't look like a stunt double to me. I'm sure he would take a body slam. Yeah.
1: I mean, I doubt he would He would do like a flying elbow off the top rope, but body slam?
0: Yeah. I respect that, John Ritter. <laughs> Love John Ritter, man.
1: Yeah. Um, hey, you know my one of my favorite John Ritter roles? Slingblade
0: yeah so I'm, good i know you love
1: Sling blade yes i do do it i'm not gonna do do it no man because i gotta put the mic down and do the hands and like yeah, all right it. all right i gotta it's gotta be a, a whole thing you know i, I have know. to become carl chillers so.
0: okay well i'm excited for you to do it later okay okay <laughs> um but i mean just again like there are so many ridiculous parodies and in, in the commercials like we talk about it with virgil too when he comes on and we'll review them again but I mean the different strokes one and uh, uh, what is it? Meet the Mansons or whatever yeah. and um, I don't know. It's just it's Silence of the Lambs. We'll, we talk about that one mm-hmm. too. It's just absolutely ridiculous, dude. And, you, and like I remember watching this as a kid and getting that it was a joke, but also feeling like a little like not dirty, but just not afraid. It just felt wrong. You right. know what I mean? and like, yeah. But I, I kind of liked it. because like, I, I was like, oh, is this what dark comedy is like? You know what I mean? Because it's like, mm. oh. Because it makes you feel like, it gives you pause and you're like, what? what? <laughs> like, the same kind of reaction that John Ritter and the kid have when they're watching it. You know what I mean? They're like, shit is weird. Yeah, it's kind of a, a greasy movie. Yeah.
1: You just feel a little yeah, dirty. It, it do, you do <laughs> it, You feel a
0: little like it's, it, I don't know, it, it's just perfect uh satire for this time you know because tv was really ever you know taken over and people were really getting you know it was high time for entertainment you know what i mean so um so i want to talk about uh, the animation in this because it's like probably the best segment for me
1: yeah i mean it's a top-notch animation
0: sequence i mean you gotta love it, dude. I mean, it's it's Chuck Jones, who was, uh, you know, a, a big big wig, heavyweight, you know, for for Looney Tunes. And it's just such high quality, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just so wonderful. And, um, you know, part of the inspiration for the snack is in there. So there's your first. There's, oh. your, there's your one and only hint that I'll give you. All right. So, okay. Yeah, I love that one. Looking forward to it. Yeah. So Dwayne's Underworld. Yeah, Dwayne's underworld. Okay, this is the best. All right, cuz you've already told this story a little bit, but I mean man, I love the audience members too. How they like are all zombies that skull-faced audience member. It does
1: look like a good party in there.
0: It's a hell of a party. Yeah. Did you notice there's a little person on on the uh in in the crew in the background? I did not. I didn't notice it until yesterday. That's cool though. It is cool. It was just a <laughs> random thing I noticed. I was like, "Well, that's that's cool."
1: Did you notice the banner in the very back? What's that? It says Saturday Night Dead.
0: Yeah, and they have the little uh uh token or the little like logo in the corner too of the of the screen. Nice. So I love <laughs> these these commercials and stuff because since they are watching it on their television, the way it's delivered on the screen to us, it kind of feels like shot on video or it feels like just like, you know, like the the quality of it is feels like video. You know, because you're watching it on a CRT screen. So I thought that's like a cool way to present this stuff and a cool way to separate the worlds, even though they're constantly going through different worlds through this television. Mm-hmm. And um, I, don't know, I just thought that was a really cool aspect of this film that they can do that. Yeah, um, it was
1: very. Um, remember Lawnmower Man?
0: Of course. Yeah.
1: Like a, a lot of the CGI, like the morphing effects and stuff sort of remind me of that. And yeah. I want to say that was the same year. That was either 92 or 3.
0: Very close. Mm-hmm. Very close. But yeah, the, you know, we talk about a lot of stuff with, with Virgil and this stuff, so you, you'll you'll get there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we cover a lot in, the, in yeah. our little chat. Yeah. Excited to share that with everybody. But I mean, this movie is really, you know, what I want to say is that it's a product of its time, you know? And it, if, mm-hmm. if you weren't alive in the 90s or you didn't like have this connection in the 90s, like this, when this came out, it was perfect because it was exactly like it was hitting all the right notes. You know what I mean? Like it was just hitting everything that you're supposed to, to, to lampoon what was happening in the '90s. And I feel like um, if you weren't, if you're not down with the '90s, like you might not enjoy this movie as much. Or like if you weren't there, like you had to be there, kind of thing.
1: Yeah, a lot of the references are very much. This was shot in 1992.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> um, you know, but I, I still think it could be entertaining. You know, that's why I'm excited to hear your thoughts on it more and we can go back and forth. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I understand going back and watching it. Like, remember when you watched Three Ninjas and you were like, what was the movie? I think it was Three Ninjas where you went back and you're like, this is not a good movie or like something. You know what I mean? Uh, Maybe it
1: was Three Ninjas. Yeah.
0: But like I'm not saying Stay Tuned isn't a good movie. It's a it's a really fun, great movie. But rewatching it and trying to think about you watching it and, and getting excited about talking to you, I can mm-hmm. see where people it might not be for everybody, right? I can right. see that like it might feel a little flat for some people or something like that. Um, because there's I was reading some reviews online. People would tear this movie apart, dude. Like scathing reviews.
1: Yeah, it was not a critical darling. No. For sure.
0: And I was surprised because, you know, I feel differently. I feel like the jokes do hit. I feel like that it's a lot of fun. I feel like, you know, people seem to have their serious hats on for this movie, which I think is a mistake. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's an obvious satire, right? And it's an obvious there's a lot of spoofs. And I mean, sure, that, that kind of comedy can go flat, too. But I mean, I just love the fact that it's evil, first of all, that it's all Satan, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's a nice touch. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, a cool touch. A dark yeah. undertone to it.
0: And, um, you know, obviously you have John Ritter who, who rules. And then, I mean, there's just like, there's little treats throughout it. Like watching it again, I I noticed that the movie slowed down a little bit in certain parts for me. Um, like it just, I was kind of just along for the ride at some points. Right. Yeah. But that's what I think that this movie became a comfort film because it's perfect. It's like a perfect movie to have on like on for a Saturday morning movie or like a rainy Sunday afternoon where you're like kind of moving around. Maybe you're in the kitchen making some nachos at one point. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And this movie just, that's why it feels like a comfort movie to me. So yeah, I
1: could totally see that. Yeah. It's one of those movies. I'm sure every time you watch it might pick up on something else. Mm-hmm. Lots of things happening. Um, By the way, I love three ninjas.
0: No, but I mean like, <laughs> I know you do. I love it too,
1: <laughs> but yeah, I think it was that movie. When I went back and watched it, I was like, oh, this was much different when I was six.
0: And how could it not be, right? So but I mean, the, it makes three, sense. the
1: three bonehead robbers, so still. Yeah, I just comedic. want I just want a whole
0: movie of those guys. Yeah. We talked about it before, but, like, oh man, that God. would just be amazing. Um, Where are those little dudes? <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> but, I mean, one thing I did want to say... The exploding train in, in Stay Tuned? Like, it's a little underwhelming. It's like they didn't blow the train up. They blew up something behind the train and, like, shot it so it looked like... Did you notice that? Uh, no. It's like they blew up something around the train or, right. like, under it or something like that. Like, it wasn't a full train explosion. Hmm. So, I don't know. I thought that was interesting <laughs> and funny. Um, and, you know... We, we bring this up with Virgil, but I do want to bring it up again because it's worth mentioning again that John Ritter gets shot and the bullet gets stopped by by the remote. And then in Problem Trial, the bullet gets stopped by a, a prune. Yeah. And I just wonder if there's really like a callback there or a connection or just if it's a coincidence.
1: I think that's just, I feel like there were a lot of early 90s movies where that was a thing.
0: Like that was a trope? like yeah. that, Like something stopping a bullet?
1: Like, oh. My symbolism for my love for you, protecting (laughs) me from death. Do you understand, audience, what this means? (laughs) I feel like I saw that quite a few times. I'm sure if somebody went through a list of all the movies, there'd be at least 20 where that happened.
0: Yeah, VH Snackers, if you you know of a movie where somebody has something in their pocket and then stops a bullet, let us know. What if he shot you in the face? Yeah, well, <laughs> probably you'd be dead. Um, so we'll go to your moments.
1: All right. Okay, so keep in mind, never seen this movie. It doesn't have that uh, nostalgic factor for me. So this was just me watching it for the first time. I wish I had seen this movie when I was a kid because I could totally see it. Um. You know, being that type of movie for me, but seeing it for the first time, I did enjoy it. Um, You know, I I don't think there were many moments where I was like, like deep belly laughing Mm -hmm. or anything. There's lots of humorous moments and it's a fun ride, a fun adventure. It's very ambitious, especially for its time. But uh, yeah, I'll just get to some of my notes that I wrote down here. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I'm just a big Halloween fan so when the when the man in black shows up i'm like oh this is halloween five and six
0: yeah yeah okay
1: same profile and everything
0: yeah yeah
1: um do you remember don't you still have that tape isn't it the couch potato workout oh yeah yeah (laughs) why don't you tell people about that tape so
0: the couch potato workout with bud melman (laughs) larry bud melman all right, because, you know, couch potato thing, it was a thing in the 90s. Like, yeah, you don't yeah. really hear this term
1: anymore. Couch potato. You're just a couch potato, like Al Bundy. and
0: Yeah, know. I mean, well, that's because people were couch Homer. potatoes. Homer. And Homer's couch potato. I mean, because people were addicted to television. Like, this movie was hitting it on the head. Mm-hmm. They're Like, they're making fun of America because everybody was addicted to television. And people, like, just, you know, I don't know. You get what I'm saying. But the sure. couch potato culture, right? And there was a couch potato t-shirt brand. There was even those little couch potatoes like stuffed animals where you could stick your like remote controls in them. And they were like, <laughs> they were like pillows, you know. I kind of want one of those now. I have two of them. <laughs> I do. I'll show them to you. Okay. And um, That's cool. <laughs> yeah, they're really cool. And uh, I have the actual couch potato and then I have the ripoff couch potato but yeah couch potato culture was a thing and it's it's like uh i have a shirt that says are you a couch potato and on the back it says i am wow that's (laughs) cool (laughs) (laughs) like it's just funny right yeah that's great um but yeah and uh that also plays into the uh snack today so there's your second hint that i didn't think i would give you love potatoes
1: mm -hmm. all right um I don't know why I wrote this down. Guess things didn't work out with LaWanda. I don't know. <laughs> John Ritter, problem child. Oh. <laughs> Who is that beefcake?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's having marital problems here too. So, I mean, poor John Ritter is just always in some kind of, you know.
1: Six feet tall. 185 pounds. 34 inch waist. Oh, sweet Jesus. <laughs> All right uh Eugene levy always a treat to see on oh, screen yeah. oh yeah hey but these lips ain't callous for nothing <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah he does the uh the the brown nodes are really really well in this one so
1: would you be opposed to covering best in show sometime
0: I don't know about that one really You're not I, a fan I mean I like the movie um
1: it it doesn't really mm, as a VH snacking, I could see where it's not really our our lane. No, I guess
0: I don't think so. I mean, it's a great movie. It's funny. Yeah. I mean, that movie didn't. What, what year did that movie come out? Ninety eight. Yeah. Okay. For some reason, I thought it was a little later, but you probably or later.
1: I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure it's ninety eight though. Hmm. Um. Oh, the uh, the guy that's working in the control booth with Jeffrey. Jones he's mm-hmm. like the film school guy like well, I, I oh went the to, intern yeah yeah I went to film school that dude is in Dexter
0: oh yeah I don't watch dexter so I don't know
1: yeah there's a great meme I don't know he says surprise motherfucker and uh <laughs> some people just take that like cadence and rhythm and just replace it like with large fries motherfucker so it's <laughs> it's it's
0: that guy
1: yeah but wow. he has a bald head in dexter
0: well, obviously he's much older.
1: Yeah. I mean, he was uh, probably like in his 20s here. So mm-hmm. yeah, I guess gone. it makes sense. For sure. Um, the wrestling match is great. Um, Gotta
0: love the wrestling match.
1: He's like, I've watched enough wrestling to know that it's fake. Nobody ever gets. Wah! That's when he like, gets hit in the back. That was just great timing.
0: Run for your life. It's real. It's real. <laughs> Run for your life.
1: John Ritter is just so good at like selling panic mm-hmm. or pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's just such a such a talent.
0: He's awesome, man.
1: Shame that he's gone.
0: Yeah, I can't say enough good stuff about John Ritter, you know? Yeah. And in this movie, like you said, I mean, he is. I mean, he's always been an expressive good actor. But in this movie, especially. He's Uh, I just love the faces he makes because it's it's just awesome.
1: Yeah, angry John Ritter is just, like, a frustrated John Ritter. Yeah. Oh, man, like, Problem yeah. Child, when he yeah. rips him out of the seat. <laughs> you're going Sayonara! To, you're going to school, Junior. <laughs> no way, I'd rather eat a turd. <laughs> <laughs> fucking rips him out of the car. <laughs> he just plays a frustrated dad so well. Oh. Like, nobody does it better.
0: Who really does? <laughs>
1: um... Not really a moment, but that kid has a really sick bike.
0: He does have a sick bike. The what's up with those rims, dude? Uh, did yeah, you, weren't they uh, like were, uh, so awesome?
1: Was it like yellow?
0: Yeah, they're like yellow plastic rims or whatever. Yeah, this shit is sick. It Can is you sick.
1: recall your childhood bike?
0: Uh, yeah, I had a few.
1: Yeah, I had a few as well. So, did you have a favorite?
0: I didn't really get like. Did you ever put baseball bike.
1: cards in the spokes? No. Give it that dirt bike effect.
0: No, but I did buy. Oof. I did put stickers all over
1: my bike. Sick.
0: Like everybody had like mongooses or like diamondbacks or whatever, you know. And I couldn't. We couldn't afford to get me like a fancy bike, so I got like, um, just a black bike from uh, Ames or whatever, mm-hmm. James or something. And I would like. I, I kind of leaned into it because they were making stickers that say like Brand X bicycles on it. Mm-hmm. So I totally like just did like brand X bicycles and like put brand X bicycles stickers all over my bike.
1: That was a sick bike.
0: I mean, it was weird because like you, when you think about a crossbar, when you think about the handles, right? You think you have the two handles and then you have a, a bar in between, right? This was yeah. just like a U shape. I didn't have a bar there. Ah, and it looked, it would look really weird and different. That's why I bought it. But I always remember that.
1: See if you can find it online. I want to see that bad boy.
0: Man, man, I don't, I don't even. It's like a no name bike. I mean, I Dude, don't you miss
1: that. like when you were riding up to a friend's house and the yard is just scattered with bikes? You're like, yo, this is where the party's at. Yeah, that's right. you know. Then you walk that's into the, the room. Somebody's playing like Killer Instinct on N64 or something. Yep. Got the bagel bites going. Capri like,
0: Suns, baby. Phew. Popping the Capri Suns. That's a fucking party. God, I'd still do it.
1: <laughs> you want to like, get but, bikes and just like ride around the neighborhood?
0: Yeah, and just like have bagel bites like in our backpack. And- <laughs> and and he you know they'll come back and play sega and then just like watch stay tuned (laughs) it sounds sick dude like honestly like it still brings me so much joy like i i don't i don't even know how you get better than that um so my next moment
1: so we we talk about a lot of these um with virgil yeah that's one clever pussy like
0: (laughs) uh, (laughs) that was the one line where i'm like Mm, did did this one line alone get the pg rating Ooh, with the dirty talk yeah i mean (laughs) especially here in john ritter i mean i don't really i can't hear john ritter curse in my head like i know that he has to have cursed on screen at some point has he i don't because even in like bad
1: santa like one of the filthiest movies ever he like spells out the cuss words when he's talking to bernie mac oh right he was like well i heard them having sex and uh he said that you're not gonna s-h-i-t right for a week <laughs> 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 well what is it? oh by the way that movie fucking great yeah oh, i think really that was good. that might have been john ritter's last movie yeah
0: and to see him
1: been. in scenes with bernie Mac, who have both since passed Man,
0: wow maybe we'll have to throw that on soon yeah it's a good one dude um but he does he did do a comedy called skin deep the comedy that glows in the dark quote unquote because of the one special like the one signature scene in that with like glow in the dark condoms Mm -hmm. and i think he curses in that one and he also did a baseball movie the name's escaping me right now problem child no There is a baseball scene yeah (laughs) But this is what no, he, I'm like, kidding. he plays a pitcher, and I think he curses in that. But, man, that's a really good question, because I just can't, like, he's so wholesome and good. Like, you can't really picture him cursing. Same with John
1: Candy. I don't recall ever seeing. See, now we're just going down rabbit holes. Yeah, now. yeah. Okay. Um, Yogi Beer, you'll be just like your dad. Give me another one, babe. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that one did make me laugh out loud. There are some moments where, yeah, uh, yeah. most of these commercials and stuff are mildly amusing. <clears throat> that Yogi, was good. Yogi
0: beer is the one, and uh, other other standouts: Golden Ghouls, yeah, uh, unmarried with children. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and that's the thing is like even this some of these that we're, we're naming come from the credit roll because right. they just start like rolling stuff like that and on the credit roll and i thought I mean, it's, it's brilliant I love. yeah you know
1: some dude was just like his job was to think of these titles i bet he was just driving around in traffic he's like oh golden ghouls let me write that down yeah that's like all he did
0: yeah i mean like that's brilliant though i love it
1: um we got to talk a little bit about this salt and pepper scene uh, i know i know we do yeah boy i i gotta tell you it's uh <laughs> let me brace myself here i don't know man it's i like i was cringing pretty hard like, it's, this is yeah bad. yeah i, I understand not age well i see like the nostalgia for it and it being so ridiculous that it's funny but watching it now i'm like man john ritter should have just turned to the camera and said hello audience member the movie you're watching is from 1992 now, please continue watching. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, they're essentially saying that with what they're doing. Yeah. And it, it is. Yeah, I understand like MTV was like red hot at this time. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and they're kind of spoofing that a little bit. And Didn't it say like HTV? HTV. Yeah. Hell like TV. Hell TV. Okay. Like Hell Vision. Mm-hmm. And it's. I get it.
1: It goes on way too long.
0: It is so it's long, long. It's dude. like the full song. It's like. It's a music video
1: yeah it's like a
0: music video inserted into this movie and it feels extended was there like a
1: contractual obligation like i don't know whatever record label salt and peppa's on they contacted whoever's putting this out Like, look we got this hot group salt and peppa like we'd like to work out a deal like we like what you guys are doing can you can can we put a music video in there would fit right in the kids love mtv they like salt and peppa come on
0: yeah, I don't know what That's they what were I mean like. the, I mean but salt and pepper was really hot at that time and they sure. were very popular, you know, and it's a big deal to get them into your movie, right? Because I mean it was then. Yeah. It really was. Yeah. And you know, I think I I know that I fully agree with you that 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 segment is way too long. Mm-hmm. I was kind of watching it and I was just kind of like okay, what
1: is... it kind of fucks up the um the motion of the movie the, like it, the,
0: yeah the flow is definitely yeah I'm it feels that's what
1: word I can't think of
0: um it feels it, it, it intrudes a little bit you know and it, it interrupts and i mean like i can appreciate that scene for particular things in it but i think i totally agree with you that this is probably my least favorite part of the, of the movie yeah
1: so that scene should have been playing during the credits Mm. It would have been a good credit role like after you do the uh, the other fake TV shows or whatever. Yeah, yeah, just to have a little something extra. but as a as a part of the movie, holy shit, it's just Jeffrey Jones like scratching the turntables to a part in the song that doesn't even have turntable scratches <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> But points for uh, just being so bizarre. I mean I applaud it for that but um you know just as a movie as a part in the movie
0: it's a little rough yeah a little rough a little rough I agree but you know not everything can age well and um I think what that also points to like there is so much uh you know thematic diversity right because there has to be inherently because they're going they're channel surfing essentially mm-hmm. you know channel surfing to survive and it, you know i think there's just certain situations and different styles certain styles that just lend themselves to me enjoying them more like noir stuff it's okay you know mm-hmm. I, I love it when they when they you dropped your gun obviously that's that's a really great part we talk about with virgil yeah um and the western part you know like that kind of stuff it, it loses me a little bit and you know more now i guess i don't know
1: yeah um as well as like some of the medieval stuff. I at this point in the movie, I did find myself uh pardon the pun, tuning out a little bit like it, <laughs> it was just kind of happening and I was like, "All right, where's this going?" But all the while, uh set decoration, uh costumes, mm-hmm. everything's really well done and they did mm-hmm. a great job matching the style to each time period. Yeah. Um but as a narrative um at this point in the movie the I guess the shtick or stick or whatever you want to call it just started to wear thin a little bit like I get it now they're in this time now this happens now this happens and I found myself thinking when's this gonna end and then when salt and pepper came on I was like come on guys
0: <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing is like it's 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 strange because you can applaud it by saying it's diverse and they did a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Right. And then there was, it's probably very difficult to, to keep character. Right. Cause you're a character playing a character inside of another world. Yeah. You know, that's gotta be challenging. And it, then you're like, you can applaud it for that and have have the diversity. But also then I, I don't think it's hard to ignore the fact that it does feel a little disjointed mm-hmm. because you're constantly hopping from world to world. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, to to gel that is probably more difficult than we'd expect. You know, and I think it shows on screen.
1: Yeah. Well, while um this the entirety of the movie doesn't fully work for me, I wish there were more movies like this today. Yeah. Taking this bizarre concept and running with it and executing it well. If it works, it works, but at least they fucking tried and it was original. But I mean, overall I do enjoy this movie. I think it's a good movie. Um Wish I had seen it when I was younger. So I it have hits that. different, dude. Sure, it I hits totally different
0: when, when you watch it. Like and that's why, like, I can put it on the background and like John Ritter's voice, and um, you know, it, you know, you hear Spike's voice and you know all the sounds that come through it. And I don't, I don't think we talked enough about Pam Dauber, um, who plays plays uh the wife. Yeah, she's great. Um, I'm Helen. She is great. Like I, I love her character because it, it's you know she's a strong female character, mm-hmm. right? In an early '90s movie and um you know she's the breadwinner she makes all of, she's making all of the decisions because in the beginning of the movie she's she's making all the decisions to get them out of the channel right she's doing all the hard stuff doing all mm-hmm. the hard work and um you know we mentioned it with Virgil but she was 5 months pregnant while yeah. she was doing this role so
1: that couldn't have been easy no
0: yeah, and I mean uh, she's awesome. So I just want to <laughs> give her a round of applause, give her some give some props because she does a great job in this movie. Um. So yeah, those are kind of all my moments, all my thoughts on the movie.
1: But uh, man, I, I tell you, Josh, talking about all that stuff, it, yeah, you're working up a hunger, buddy. I'm working up a little bit of an appetite. Okay. Um, okay. So why don't you tell me what you got, bud?
0: Uh, okay. yeah. So I'm on V. I'm on VH snack duty today. And you know what? There wasn't a whole lot of food in this movie. There
1: wasn't. As I was watching, I was like, ooh, this is tough. What's he going to make like a wolf burger? Whoa, that'd be cool. I don't know. Yeah, you can't eat that though. I know. Um,
0: <laughs> you know, so I, I thought about it. And when I was going, when I was watching, I was like, man, there's not a lot of food in here. Um, so the two things that stuck out to me the donuts. Okay, the donuts where he's like, when he turns into a mouse, a cartoon mouse, and like, oh, yeah. like goes up and goes to the donuts, gotta love a donut. And at the end of the movie, he's like, um, "Make sure these donuts are waiting for me when I get back." But he was about to jump into the jump back into the TV, so I had to do a donut. And I wanted to do something a little weird with it. And we're talking about couch potatoes, right? Mm-hmm. And couch potato, and he's eating potato chips. So what I'm going to do is I'm going uh- <laughs>
1: to. This is yeah, so what I'm going to do Go ahead.
0: is I'm going to make a donut be a couch potato cruchan- cruchan-wich. So I'm going to... <laughs>
1: you just said a mouthful. Oh, yeah. You just donut said... be
0: okay. a couch potato crunchanwich. sandwich So I'm going to cut a, <laughs> a frosted donut yes. in half, like two pieces of bread. Like horizontally? Okay. Oh, yeah. And then we're going to put potato chips in the middle and we're going to eat it like a sandwich. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. I mean, I figure it's great and like it kind of like correlates to the movie because it's like.
1: (laughs) I thought you were going to do like mashed potatoes or something. No, no, no. That would be good too.
0: Yeah. But I think this could be fun. And it kind of, like I said, it correlates to the film where it's like brain junk food, you know, actual junk food. Hell yeah. Okay. So um so we're about to have these uh donut be a couch potato crunch sandwiches.
1: Yeah, I've been trying to eat healthier lately, so this is good. Yeah? Yeah <laughs> <laughs> This is just sugar <laughs> sugar and fat and bread. Yeah. Donuts yeah. and potato chips. Yeah, this it's it's great. gonna be
0: good for you, yeah.
1: All right, but before we try this snack, we gotta bring our friend Virgil on from the mahoning Drive In Theater. Oh yeah, we got uh,
0: Virgil, uh, a good friend of ours and just an incredible, uh, just dude. Just a great dude. Just a great dude doing great work at Mahoning.
1: Long time VH snacker.
0: Yeah, and then uh, he said, if we did stay tuned, you wanted to talk about it. So we brought him on and we have a VH special guest in Virgil. Uh, So uh, you can enjoy our conversation while we eat this snack. Yo, we have a VH special guest. Yes, we do. Virgil
2: so psyched dudes <laughs> like, yeah, I, here, man. I, I have told Josh this over and over again this is literally my favorite podcast like it speaks to me <laughs> hell yeah man well we're okay. extremely flattered that you that you would say that so thank you dude it's true that I, I almost ran myself off the road laughing at you guys doing the Dennis the Menace Sabobid Huffy uh, uh. bit like straight killing me dude like We fall in the same wheelhouse. Like not only are we video store era, cable store era kids, but you know, the love of the nineties jams that is emerging from this podcast is like unbelievable. And as many people know, that spun off into our own event together, guys. Yes. Super exciting.
1: Did you consider showing Dennis the menace at this event?
2: I only did this so we could eventually get to Dennis the menace. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We, we got to do that one at some point. I mean, dude, no joke. Uh, Walter Matthau is like, um, one of those gems that follows me in life. And even that film, like I reference it so often. It's crazy. It's so good, man.
1: Yeah. That was a fun episode.
2: Dude, so much fun. Every time you guys come out the gate, I got us. When you were gone for that couple months, I was like fiending for the new episode. I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh, I need some VH snacking in my life.
0: Well, now you're on it, dude. Now you're a part of it, as you should be.
2: As you should so be. excited. So excited.
0: And we wanted to bring you on because we're talking about stay tuned today. Yeah. You were saying that you love this movie. So. I love oh.
2: this movie so much. Uh, it has a connection to the video store as well as the drive-in. I saw this movie theatrically at the Bucks County Twin, which is crazy because I can't think it had more than a couple week run theatrically. It wasn't a big you know summer movie or anything um, mm-hmm. but the video store like getting this puppy so often to the point that we were wearing it out. It was just the perfect escape movie, very much like um, uh, Last Action Hero. For me, yeah. was like that. You can escape into movies. Literally, the idea of getting sucked into, uh, you know, the television trying to save your parents from like evil television shows is just the perfect sauce.
1: That's a good comparison.
2: And the same director went on to
1: direct End of Days. That's right. Stay tuned, yeah. (laughs) I was looking at his filmography today. Yeah, he did this
2: movie? He did did a bunch of, uh, what was it? Uh, Not Stallone movies. Van Damme movies. Van Damme movies, yes! He did
0: did it right after this movie, too. I'm pretty sure it's like Time Cop and something else. I'm just like, how do you go from... He did Sudden
2: Death, dude. Did he? Have you guys seen sudden death where he literally like kicks people's ass in hole in a, a goalie pads? Yep, I've seen that. Like die pretty hard. Pretty awesome. In you the gotta do a,
1: a Van Damme weekend at the drive-in.
2: Oh my gosh! All day.
0: That's a Van Damme good idea.
2: Yeah, we'd have to come up with the perfect um, a title to work that in. Van Damme Rama van dam something john claude goddamn but yeah i mean uh you
1: could get a punching machine out there
2: oh dude like oh, oh that's man, genius that's...
0: Yeah, remember, we went to the bowling alley phil and i did and we had a couple beers and i think i had one too many because i went to go you know those punching machines yeah that you like oh, you yeah. have to like a punch it and it gives you a score I, I totally punched as hard as I could, and I missed it, kind of. And I totally oh, like r- I like wrecked my wrist. Those so, videos like,
2: you see online,
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was living living that nightmare. So, um, oh, that's great. But yeah, he this director like lobbied to do this movie. He was like aggressive about getting this movie. So
2: I'm so glad. Like this is such a like wheelhouse movie. It almost feels like it's somebody's passion piece. And they had all these really fun kind of uh, spoof TV ideas with an evil twist. Because it, once it starts coming, they just keep throwing it at you the whole movie long. Never ends. Even in the credit roll, they're like the credit oh. roll is awesome. <laughs> Here's a couple we couldn't use. <laughs> Here's here they
0: don't want to waste the ideas, right? Because it's just yeah, it's amazing. Um, and you know the way they like lampoon and and satirize everything is is really awesome so well what
1: are some of your favorite moments yeah because we we want to get your moments yeah yeah, we always do this on each episode so
2: what are some highlights for you i have uh so many standout moments but if we're going to start from the top um so toward the end of the end of the film they do that whole um not like medieval french revolution thing right uh, where you see comes back and he's like You've got, she's, you've got great boobs. Oh, they're not mine. Um, <laughs> there's a great line when he's about to get his head cut off. And there's two dudes in the audience. And one goes, uh, he, he dresses like a woman. And the one guy goes, I do that sometimes. I still <laughs> do that. I do that sometimes. <laughs> All the time. Oh, my God. So that's on my list of moments, too. Because <laughs> I do that sometimes
0: and then the face he makes after he says it he's like are you going to say anything or uh, there
2: there's <laughs> yeah. so many perfect little quirky moments in this movie um yeah i mean if we're going to go through it uh right from the top even with like the Seiden bombs the uh oh yeah the 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 popcorn bowl like sucked me in where i'm like who in the world pops that much popcorn
0: to butter.
2: he's so defeated just so beaten down like when
0: he's in, when he's in the kitchen and like she's like mary get the door and he's like butter door door like he has to decide what he, what he wants to do. He, has, he looks so defeated. Like he's like living
2: in a living hell. Like you used to. Oh my gosh. Like. So good. Yeah, man. Um, the definitely, you know, since I was, gosh, nine when this came out or eight when I saw it, that cartoon sequence is near perfection. Absolutely. And it's Chuck Jones. Like you get straight up a Chuck Jones perfection cartoon just smacked in the middle of this movie for uh, really out of nowhere, but it makes perfect sense. You know? Yeah. It's really probably one of the best sequences in the film,
0: in my opinion.
1: Yeah. And apparently they started working on that six months before they actually started filming the movie. Yeah. So
0: it's just such high level animation, right? Because yeah, it, it is. this guy's an OG of, of Looney tunes. So it just feels so like it's has all it, the tropes. Yeah, it's got everything.
2: It's perfect. Like, it's, it's really just a masterful stroke, you know? Yeah, it's great. And there's some great lines uh, in that where he goes, uh, Gosh, this, this is like a fierce pussy, something like that. And like a, a, a pussy <laughs> stroke is, about the cat. Yeah. Oh, He's yeah. like, This is
0: one clever pussy.
2: One oh, clever yes. pussy. Yeah. One clever pussy.
0: <laughs> so- yeah
2: yeah john ritter like at this time was like embedded in our childhoods like he had just come off of uh problem child and was like the brain and then this it like it felt like the perfect one-two punch in in my book and the physical comedy that he delivers (laughs) in this movie his face what? is dude his faces is that he makes dude like, the, the move doing? the yeah. body moves yeah he, uh, in the noir scene when he's uh the detective and he drops that gun and he yeah, just flails up in the air uh oh, so you
0: dropped your gun again
2: i know <laughs> <laughs> oh so good and of course uh maybe the most 90s part of this movie is when he falls into the salt and pepper video
1: dude. Oh, oh,
2: like yeah. start me oh. up going right away they got the whole uh beat of the 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 remote control going to the song but when he shows up like as prince in that prince kind of get up with the hair it is oh ridiculous. my god and then he starts trying to to dance with everybody keep the beat it is uh kills me, dude. And with, with Jeffrey
1: Jones doing the DJ scratching.
2: Yes, and he's got the vanilla ice pop-up hair. Dude,
0: I think he looks good with that flat top, dude. dude I was telling Phil, like I he, real good. Yeah, like it's 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 insanely like this. Is like a good look for him, you know. So yeah. like, he, he
2: looked tough. He looked tough. Yeah. Do, he do you know the like- name
1: of Salt and Peppa's actual DJ? Oh Spind-
2: Spinderella? Spinderella. That's pretty pretty good that's day, the 90s uh, trivia right there for you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's good. Spinderella
0: is probably one of my favorite names for any kind of artist ever. Hey man, Hip-hop. I had some yeah, salt and
2: pepper
1: on cassette back in the day. Yeah, why not? I had like some singles. It was everywhere, man. Yeah. Had that
0: cassette single. Yeah, you got to oh, pop it in. Yeah,
2: bump it. Um, um they, I wanna, that, I wanna they had. I one thing about this the mute uh, that mute bit in yeah. there. The volume the mute bit's that. funny. It's yeah.
0: So I wanted to ask you about this because <clears throat> there's almost like some foreshadowing to this for, for Start Me Up. And I don't know if it's just me making up my head, but like when when Spike goes to, to Roy's house for the first time and he's like, Roy, I've got some of this amazing deal for you. And he opens up the, the case and it's the remote and it starts making those blip blop sounds.
2: It sounds like it's the tune of Dude, Start Me Up. Stop. Oh, I've never caught that i do I mean I caught that it it's worked into the song during sequence, yeah. but that is so great if they like when he goes up. the next time you
0: watch it, like when he goes to the door it opens it up it's it's using like the same tones and notes as start me up. I'm pretty sure it's like <laughs> doop, 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 like whatever like it's I don't know it could be just me, but I, I want some other opinion on it, so
2: <laughs> oh, so good, um other favorite moments um. When he's watching the basketball in the beginning and he's like trying to watch the basketball while she's talking to him. Again, just perfect Ritter. Like on the nose yeah. Ritter. Yeah. I I would argue that honestly, like the performance that he gives in this movie might be like him at his peak, Ritter. <laughs> I mean, see, it's so funny because there is a lot of scathing reviews about this
0: movie of on course. the internet. And everybody's like, "This is the this is like John Ritter's like rock bottom." Is this people to say that this movie is his rock bottom and stuff? And I'm just like, "What?
2: It yeah, doesn't make sense. I don't get that. It's mind but, blowing to me. I yeah, could see yeah. how this wouldn't connect with with like certain people, but like again, for the video store cable kid, like this Absolutely. was the most like high concept uh, film, you know, ever." I think I saw this like the same summer that I saw Mom and Dad Save the World and like really weird, you know, kind of quirky comedies of that time. And it's not like there's a ton of belly laughs in this movie, but oh, my gosh, it just works. It's it's pure kind of uh, feel good nostalgia with killer performances across the board. I mean, say what you will about Jeffrey Jones, but like he is meant to play this part you know like the straight evil (laughs) son of the devil
0: yeah i mean phil was talking about earlier like he's just got this uh sinister thing about him like anyway so (laughs)
2: yeah
0: (laughs) Yeah, he's
1: got he's got some dark stuff on his computer i bet Uh, (laughs) (laughs) he's got a hard drive stashed away somewhere you don't want to see that thing good god
2: yeah hey am i wrong And it's crazy to me that uh um Pan Dalber didn't have a bigger film career because she is so damn likable, you know, just like uh obviously uh Mindy from Work and Mindy, but right. she is just so likable in this movie. So she's a
0: scene stealer for sure. Like when she gets on, on screen, I mean, like it's you know, she has very powerful performance. And did you know that she was five months pregnant when she was filming this? What yeah, they, all their like her costumes and stuff, like, oh, like um, they had to like, hide it. Crazy. So if you look at it again, you can look at it again. But yeah, she's like got a little baby. She's bump.
2: rocking like a tight piece in that wrestling seat. Yeah, I was just That's thinking that. Wrestling. Yeah. Like, right. Yeah. Dude, those wrestlers, those growling wrestlers. Dude,
0: so good. <laughs> I wish they would have made wrestlers that actually look like that,
2: dude. They would have been so sick, like
0: with the horns and shit. Yeah, yeah,
1: the, the so male wrestler was apparently actually in WCW.
0: Which wrestler was it?
1: I don't recall his name, but you know he was a uh, he was on the roster. Crazy! So.
0: It wasn't Earthquake, right? That's dude. Not I was right. totally no, was
2: not earthquake. earthquake. Like he has that build, you know? Yeah.
0: <clears throat> also, yeah. when Earthquake day de- de- Earthquake debuted, he was like 24, 25 years old. He looks like he's like forty. Dude. Holy
2: shit! It's nuts.
0: Yeah, as if you look it up, it's like. Cannot believe this guy is like this young.
2: It's wild. Yeah, he always looks super grizzled. And yeah. then Lou Albano, of course, popping up.
0: Great cameo.
2: Lou. Oh, I just had an idea.
1: Would you ever have like like just show old ass Royal Rumbles at the drive-in? Like Royal Rumble yeah. 92 and 93. Like, how fucking cool
2: would that be? Pretty cool. <laughs> we need Good to, luck getting those uh, licenses. An event <laughs> I know. Yeah, Yeah. I totally have looked into this because we do real rumble every year with LVAC, which is live wrestling followed by films with wrestlers in them. You know, Um, but yeah, the idea of playing classic matches—like I'll I'll tap certain clips in for the shows. But like, yeah, dude, imagine the Ultimate Warrior running out on that big screen, just like getting the whole house. Oh, hell yeah. Be sick. Hell yeah! You know, even for '90s weekend, I said it. Like the clips are so ripe, where we can mm-hmm. just drop some nostalgia bombs on people and like let that warm wave of nostalgia wash over them. Uh, it's gonna be so good, dude. That warm
0: wave of Hawaiian punch, oh, <laughs> a
2: tsunami of Hawaiian punch is just gonna. Yes, level we that are doing out. warm Hawaiian punch for anybody who's coming. Like, yeah. no joke. This is, we're we're going all out. Anything you could think. Uh, we're, we're going to try to make it happen. So,
0: But and we got to get into so good.
2: Oh, dude, the poster was just dropped uh, by Tom Bafiuko. And uh, yeah, it's a shame that we didn't have the time to put together like t-shirts because that thing's begging for it, dude. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe a limited piece for next year's. Uh, will posters years. be
1: available at the event to buy?
2: Oh, 100% posters Fuck will be yes. available for people to snag. Uh, another week yeah. to come on out. But yeah, I'm I'm super psyched. Uh, but yeah, with stay tuned, we can't not talk about the slew of amazing TV parodies. Like
0: the it's best. never
2: ending. Um, definitely, Dwayne's Underworld steals the show. Like that is the cherry on top um, uh, in this movie, where you're just like, oh come on, perfect timing perfect jokes instead of excellent they say excrement excrement so good dude
0: <laughs> i am really disappointed by the lack of Dwayne's underworld merch out there like i looked up oh. Dwayne's underworld hat or Dwayne's underworld shirt and there's like one shirt Nothing. on t bubble or something and it's just like a white print on whatever color shirt you want but i'm like i needed Dwayne's underworld hat like yesterday so oh my gosh if anybody out there is listening please do it
2: That sounds like a tapes from the crypt type of joint without a doubt, you know? Without a
0: doubt, for sure. And I also, yeah. I also read that like Mike Myers and Dana Carvey were supposed to play
1: them. They were offered it.
0: They were offered it. Yeah. What, dude? Could you imagine that? Like, like doing a parody of their own SNL skit, right? Because they were busy filming the movie Wayne's World at this time. Yeah, or
2: Wayne's World Two.
0: Wayne's World Two. Sorry, yeah. yeah.
2: This movie feels like it's written by like a reject SNL writer. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Like one million, million percent. So many of these like little throwaway joke parody visuals, whatever, and they just jammed it all into this script and delivered gold. Um, the uh, what is it? Exorcist. That one was always so great. <laughs> There's now vomit. The yes, cool down, shake it out. Now vomit. Which I say after every <laughs> exercise session I've ever done.
0: <laughs> There's some really brutal ones in there, man. The different strokes one is is rough. <laughs> <laughs> I it's can't feel with- my arm. I uh, can't what, what, see anything. <laughs>
1: My three sons of bitches. Like that's yeah. (laughs) That's crazy. Sadistic
2: human videos at the very beginning where it's like, well, we're gonna go tell her that her husband has died. See, like it's
0: like it's like I remember watching this when I was younger, and like you said, like this movie did not do well. Okay, in, in the theater. But it was on cable all the time and it was like a heavy rental for so many people, right? So like that's well, I think that's why this nostalgia is is so heavy, but I remember seeing it and being like blown away by how dark this stuff was. Because some of it's like borderline, kind of offensive. You know what I mean? And yeah, dude. I mean, like this, especially the sadistic, you know, hidden videos or whatever. It's kind of
2: perfect with even um, Problem Child, like Problem Child, or especially Problem Child Two, which you guys have covered. Oh yeah, that shit gets dark, where you're just like, whoa, this is. But '90s was perfect for that. Ace Ventura yeah, well. was my my number one like childhood life-changing movie. And there's a straight blowjob joke within the first five minutes of that movie. Yeah, you know, we didn't talk around about around. that. Yeah. That it was another right moment that came, yeah.
1: I was gonna say that confused me as a kid, uh, as a kid, because it was like the it's wrestling around like, Whoa, Real friendly around here. <laughs> yeah. Uh let me think about it uh sure
2: sure real real friendly around here (laughs) i was like what's going on oh yeah and that stuff you know even with this movie like the stuff that was really dark probably Mm -hmm. just fell right over my head and i chuckled at you know i do that sometimes and you know (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah yeah dude um the Silencer of the Lambs. That's a great little like SNL throwaway gag. Yep. Yep. Uh, meet the Mansons. Come on. That's a fantastic. Tommy
0: Spoda movie. as Chuck.
2: Yes, dude. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, that's funny. This director always has one character in his films named Spoda. Like, all, what? All, of some obscure, some minor character or something. Every, almost all of his movies he has a character named Spoda or with Spoda in their name and that's love, where it is in this
2: one I love that so much yeah it's pretty cool oh. yeah so yeah all those little like commercial bits um but I love the big set piece stuff too like the old west stuff mm-hmm. like they both look amazing as old west you know villain and hero um same thing when they do the noir thing. It's like he is perfectly cast um, as the lead in this movie, and just delivers. And of course the um, the the three's company. You know, yeah, which oh my everybody god, everybody in the theater was waiting for that shit. You're like, they're doing a TV thing. And like eventually, they're gonna have to get, get to it.
0: And they had uh, some alternate artwork for a poster that I read that I, that they had him like. On the couch with like two lookalikes, and it was part of the poster, but they decided to cut it because oh. it was like. But yeah, his existential scream, like when when they walk in, like where have you been? <laughs> 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 yes, <Yeah, so> that <gasps>
1: perfect scream. Which are yeah. those the same actors from the show? I've never seen Three's Company. I've no, that is of not Suzanne Summers, and
0: oh, okay. what's her name? I, I don't believe it's them Summers. But yeah. I mean, yeah. it's 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 like this dual, this like dual kind of existential scream where he's like. I'm in this again and then also I'm parodying this in a movie that I'm doing right now like you got you got so to imagine good. like good. yeah they should so have popped good. into a
1: uh, Problem Child world like give Junior a cameo oh, that'd be <laughs> a funny. year hey, later brain.
2: yeah <laughs> one year later junior, uh, um, junior.
0: so yeah, one other coming. thing that I wanted to talk about that connects is in Problem Child so spoiler alert if you, if you haven't seen these movies but when when Spike shoots him in the Old West, and it's like, oh, no, he's dead. But then the remote stops the bullet right in front of his heart.
2: Yeah. Oh. The,
0: the in Problem child. The prune stops the bullet. Oh, in the same sad. exact way. They have some like in
2: playback. Yeah.
0: So I wonder if, you know, that was intentional or not, but I thought that was cool.
2: That's a good catch. Didn't even yeah. think about that. Ritter's yeah. like, I only take scripts that end in this trope. That's yeah, right.
0: I have to have <laughs> an object of importance stop a bullet to my heart like this is is how I do it
2: yeah well I mean and honestly like this movie is so silly and goofy and nutty on the surface but like it's actually incredibly well done as a potent story of you know a couple that is wedged apart by really anything in this case the television and going through these kind of life-changing adventures to bring each other back together and it's it's done so incredibly well. I love that, like, during that cartoon sequence, he goes like, you know, you're a really sexy mouse. It's like, oh, you didn't think <laughs> I was sexy when I was a human. You know, like, they're throwing in this amazing, you know, bits of exposition uh, into the script. And I looked it up. The guy who wrote this script didn't do many movies, but he did do some 90s gems, including Richie Rich, Getting Even With Dad, The Flintstones, and one of my favorites, major league two Yo, yeah, major league dose is underrated
0: I also like I also like three they're all good they're all good I yeah, watched all three of them minors
1: recently.
0: yeah dude oh so good so... we gotta do
1: major league sometime do what we, said we gotta do major
2: league sometime I would
0: totally do major league I would also do Richie Rich like I've recently watched that and you have
2: your own McDonald's <laughs> <laughs> Talk about yeah, dream movies when you were a kid. Holy you crap! Know? Oh, jeez. Yeah. Oh my god, my nose!
1: I look like Michael Jackson. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh, yeah. So good.
2: Um, the uh, other thing, the commercial, the Max Hell commercial stuff. Oh, when he gets his head pictures. blown off. Yes. Yeah. And I remember Phil, you talking about thinking that. Uh, the Dwayne's Underworld was part of Wayne's World like you yes. saw it and like we're waiting for this part when you rewatch the movie this exactly. again it's the cable fever like you just see parts of things pieces of things yep. and it all just becomes one
0: <laughs> it's all one cable fever dream Yeah. It's every
1: time I watch the Wayne's World I'm like where are why aren't they zombies what is like I know I saw them like what is this <laughs> shit <laughs>
0: It's giving you like this false Mandela effect, right? You're like, yeah. I knew that these were zombies, and now they're not. What's going on? Yeah, so
2: crazy, so crazy. But yeah, again, casting perfectly, maybe except for the daughter. Oh my god, the with, daughter is
1: with her fucking blossom hat. Yeah, oh my God, I <laughs> she's very blossom. Yeah,
2: she's very. Uh, she actually has this weird lisp that, like, you know, bothered me the way she shed kids. Very uh, Walter Matthau. Very good. The way she says kids. (laughs) So this was like, uh, we're going to talk about this later, Phil, but
0: like, I feel bad saying this, but I'm glad that you said something, Virgil, because the way that she, when, when uh, the brother comes up to her, he's like, I need you to look at this. Come look at this. I know what you're going to say. And she's like, he's like, look at this. And she's like, mom's watch. (laughs) And I'm just like, why are you, why did you say it like that? And why, why couldn't you just, Shoot that again. I so, actually re- yeah. I actually rewind it sometimes just to see, like, because it's like mom's watch. Mom's
2: watch. Mom's watch. Yes, <laughs> it might be Walter Matthau's, like, granddaughter or something. Oh, gosh, my gosh. I just, I can't quit the eshesh. Dude, I feel, I feel so bad because, you know, speech impediments and stuff. People of course. can't, can't yeah.
0: help that. But I mean, it's just the way she says mom's watch. It's like she has like Cheetos like Hi, stuck up in her gum or something.
2: Yes, dude. <laughs> yeah. it's That's a, I mean, that sticks with you again as a kid. Like those those little weird moments. Yeah. Um, but I do love that she had like those little nicknames for the uh, takedowns for the brother. At one point, she calls them Dweebnik, Pusshead, and your pizza topping.
0: That's my favorite one. Your pizza topping.
2: That's a great <laughs> yeah, one. dude. Yeah, it's just a really it's good great. one. Yeah, but um, so much goodness on the bone with this movie, dude. That's why I was like, because it has such a special uh, place in my heart with the tie-in with the drive-in and the video store. Yeah. It was like, if you guys ever get to this, please let me come Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: man, we're, we're really glad that you could come on for it. So,
2: oh, I'm Absolutely. so excited. And uh, I'm so curious what you guys are going to be doing for a snack cuz there's not a ton of food in this movie. That's oh, in yeah. that's in Josh's hands. Yeah,
0: you're going to find out. You're going to find out cuz what we're going to do, um we could edit this, but like we're going to edit you in like as a guest, you know what I mean? Like as a oh, guest wow. segment. So, uh, we'll record the regular uh, episode and then we'll insert some of your parts and stuff like that. So. I can only
2: hey. hope it's a gigantic bowl of, uh, you know,
0: <laughs> popcorn. popcorn. <laughs> it's, a, it's just a wheelbarrow of popcorn
2: with uh, with salt and pepper.
0: Oh, uh, <laughs> dude.
2: You are yeah. good. You are good. That's why you're the pro. Phil.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, I think today's snack is fitting. Let's put it that way. So very cool. Not like real it. food, but hey, I think you're going to like it.
1: Speaking of snacks, should we talk about the snack
2: menu at the Mahoning this weekend? Like, what, are we, yeah, dude. what are we serving up? So we're definitely going to have uh, some warm Hawaiian punch. Hell um, <laughs> We're working on. <laughs> mm. You guys have been going back and forth with uh, some potential secret menu items. We call them secret menu items, even though they're clearly just promoted for everybody. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah what have you guys been kicking around with Beth? some goodness well oh.
1: plum talks meatballs for sure from the angus episode Dude, um, yes. those
2: are just easy to make and they're
1: probably the most delicious snack we've had like i've had those several times
0: yeah it's so. dangerous for me to make those because i'll eat like yeah like 20 25 <laughs> of them and i'll be like i can't eat 25 meatballs this is like not good yeah
1: but it's just chili sauce <laughs> grape jelly Put in the meatballs, throw them in a crock pot.
2: That's it. It's perfect. No, dude. It's so easy. I am so hyped. I'm so hyped. That, just what the of, idea that we're playing Angus on the big screen is such like a, a Mahoning stroke of like, how? Why? What happened?
0: <laughs> yeah, I really want to work with with Beth and, and create some sort of VH special sauce where it's like our own concoction. You know what I mean? Like how Good Burger has its own sauce. Yeah, dude. And that way oh, yeah. you can you can put it on, on fries, on anything that you order, like the corn dogs or nuggets. Just and I got an idea of brewing over here, and I'm gonna I'm working on some stuff over here for the sauce, and I'll I'll send it to you, the VH special sauce recipe Ooh, as soon as I get it. Nice. Dude. I'm in yeah. cool. Yeah.
2: yeah. And uh yeah, having you guys here live, uh doing your thing, getting a little taste of VH snacking up live, that is gonna be a personal thrill. It really reminds me of uh, we started bringing in the Found Footage Festival guys mm-hmm. after VHS Fest as a nice little tag on to that event. Mm-hmm. And the like mindedness of the fans on the lot, the uh, sense and feeling of community that we got during that event, it, this thing has the same type of reaction, same type of appeal, same type of love. And I have no doubt that people are going to look forward to this one every single year. So.
0: Yeah, man, we're really excited for the opportunity and like it's just going to be such a feel good event. You know, for people
2: that
0: I'm going to be interested for people that haven't seen these movies that are coming to see them for the first time. And then, you know, the difference between them and and you know, that feeling, like I don't know. There's going to be a lot of cool
2: stuff going on on the weekend. So I'm really excited. I'm yeah, so. Fun.
1: Yeah.
2: Murderer's Row of like VHS uh gems, you know. Absolutely. <laughs> Any one of these titles would be just a dream come true to be able to see theatrically, but the fact that you get to get six over two days is like uh, such a treat. Such a treat. Yeah,
0: dude. It's a total, it's a total like fantastic time warp voyage to the big screen.
1: Yeah. Uh thank you for doing this event. I never thought I'd be able
2: to see nothing but trouble on the big screen. So You guys inspired this event, like your podcast and being in my head and all that stuff, like truly like a, oh, that's a, great a destined thing happens every single year and like the reconnection with Josh right after VHS fest and you guys being in my head and all that stuff like it was the perfect thing that set this thing on the right path so thank Thanks. you guys hopefully, no, thank you, man. hopefully we'll be doing 90s rewind 15 you know down the line and be like man this this it's crazy how these things <laughs> people- <laughs> Bob and Huffy and now whatever,
0: we Huffy <laughs> forever dude <Crap>. Bob Bob <laughs> <Sub-Bob> and Huffy <laughs> the, greatest. the greatest it's, it's really good uh-huh. so um, so yeah you know 14th and 15th Mahoning Drive-In Theater we are doing the dang thing with 90s Rewind Virgil do you have any last thoughts on stay tuned before before we go on and do our thing. Uh,
2: I can just say to anybody who's listening to this and may not have uh, experienced, stay tuned. Definitely jump in. Um, I can say rest in peace, John Ritter. Like watching this movie again, I just keep thinking, where could he be right now? What could he be doing right now? But uh, yeah, I, I just love that films like this exist, and we can go back, relive them, and uh, get such enjoyment out of them to this day. So. And thank you guys for for letting me go back in the time machine with this one.
0: Absolutely dude. We're we're thrilled to have you. And um we can't wait to see you in a week, man. It's going to be so much fun.
2: Oh, it's fantastic. Fantastic. Um and yeah, if anybody hasn't been to the Mahoning Drive-in Theater, you guys can check us out at mahoningdit.com. We're rocking until Halloween, so we got a couple weeks left if you guys want to come and get your uh, spooky season on with us, so. It's
0: it's the the most amazing drive-in in the country and i'm not just saying that because you're on the line man i mean honestly like i love that place so much so if you're in the area or if you want to travel and see something amazing go to the mahoning drive-in it's, it's it's just an unforgettable place wonderful experience so thank you for all you do verge we love you dude
2: thank you guys i love you too keep rocking this podcast i look forward to it every single time it pops up on my feed hell yeah thanks dude.
1: man i appreciate that you all right it. man well,
2: we'll talk to you soon all right dudes peace Man, what a good dude. Great dude.
0: Yeah, I hope you all enjoyed that chat with Virgil. He is just a ton of fun to be around and uh, um, just got that contagious happy, man. He's just a, a great guy and we're really happy to have him on. So we hope you guys enjoyed his yeah, thoughts I mean, on Yeah, I I think we it.
1: found a third co-host. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was yeah. crushing it, man. Yeah, he's
0: he does a lot of work like that and it's very obvious. He's very comfortable behind the mic. And, um, um, you know, obviously he shared a lot of great moments that we enjoyed too and um just great to have him on so hope you all enjoyed that that vh special guest spot
1: yeah thanks again virgil um well josh let's talk about this snack that you concocted (laughs) for us man i gotta admit like when you were describing it i was like this is about to be fucking gross yeah but it was
0: really good oh i mean what's not to love i mean like seriously it's a donut with potato chips and you just eat it like a sandwich
1: the sugar The crunchiness of the chips, Mm -hmm. the salt, Mm -hmm. it all worked really well. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm sure it's going to sit nicely. (laughs) Maybe hopefully (laughs) not too bad, you know? (laughs) Yeah, hopefully not too bad.
0: I mean, it's just potatoes and grease and, and, you know, flour and sugar, essentially. So, I mean, it can't be too, too bad, I hope.
1: Yeah, it kind of reminded me of, like, state fair food.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, it was really good, though. Yeah, I mean. Crushed it. it.
0: You can't I did. I I crushed the shit out of that thing. And I I it's I'm afraid for my life now because I I'm just gonna wanna have donuts and potato chip sandwiches, and I know I can't do that all the time. So this is a great treat. I'm glad that you enjoyed the VH snack, and I really do think it's a great VH snack to go along with this movie. So I'm happy you enjoyed it.
1: Well done, my friend. Cool. Well, shall we move to MVPs?
0: MVPs indeed.
1: All right. You wanna go first? Sure okay go go right ahead
0: john ritter Damn it's me, gotta
1: be you stole mine well okay yeah.
0: okay 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 so i feel like we always do this right like we always say like here's the obvious mvp mm-hmm. and it's john ritter
1: i would go eugene levy
0: you like i think eugene Levy's the dark horse right yeah. or jeffrey jones i mean like he he's honest he's super sinister and convincing and fun
1: do you know who was supposed to play that role
0: for jeffrey jones
1: ed harris whoa yeah how what I would you kind of see
0: i can see ed harris there because he's kind of menacing you know what i mean yeah um but i think jeffrey jones feels a little bit more cartoonish than ed harris mm-hmm. and yeah. which in which i do like um maybe like
1: dennis hopper king koopa yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean i feel like he could do that role very well i think he
0: could absolutely <laughs>
1: Yeah, Jeffrey Jones does a fine job in this, but uh, I'll go Eugene Levy just because anytime he's on screen, I just can't help but smile. I mean, he's just got that, he's just naturally funny. He is, and you know, I
0: think that's a great choice for, for the uh, the golden remote control. But he
1: should have, <laughs> could have used some more screen time with him, I think.
0: I feel like he got a lot for supporting character because that, oh, that uh, Northern overexposure. Oh yeah. Like he's, he's all over that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um But no, I mean I think we might have to give out two golden remote controls to Eugene Levy and to John Ritter. And because they just they're amazing in this movie. John Ritter, you know, is obviously the star and um, co stars with uh, you know I just think that like I don't know. He's just excellent in this movie. How do you not love John Ritter? I mean, yeah, like, exactly. it's I can't find the words to tell you like how much I love John Ritter and, and that like he is, is really fun in this movie. Um, and uh, you know, like I said, it has to be difficult to, to play all these different kinds of characters, you know, in different situations. So yeah, say think, what you
1: want about this movie. Um, but he's great. So, yeah. John Ritter, MVP so, and Eugene Levy.
0: Yeah. Golden remote controls to them. I, I, but wasn't Dan Aykroyd supposed to play Roy, or he was like asked to, that's, or was considered for the role?
1: Yeah, that's what you mentioned. I mean, could, I could have seen that.
0: You see Dan Aykroyd in this role? <clears throat> sure. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. Know. It would just be different, right? Sure. It yeah. would just be really different, and not that Dan Aykroyd couldn't be sweet like John Ritter is or whatever. But I, I think, I don't know. I think it would just be really different. So it would have been neat to see. Yeah,
1: he does um like kind of straightforward dramatic work really well. My girl. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's great in that.
0: Yeah, Uh, I actually want to watch My Girl now. Like right now. Movie.
1: Jamie Mm. Lee Curtis.
0: Jamie Lee Curtis is in My Girl.
1: Yeah. Or maybe that's My Girl Two. Is that number two? Not sure. She's definitely in one of them. Possibly both.
0: Man, that scene with the bees. Oof. Just crushing. Crushing
1: trying to make me cry on the podcast. Yeah, I'm gosh. sorry, dude. You can't see it without his glasses. Oh, god, Thomas
0: Stop J. It. <laughs> god, it's so hard. It's heart crushing. <laughs> also, <laughs> we need to mention that Tim Burton was asked or uh, uh to direct this, and then he did Batman, Batman Returns instead, which was obviously a much better choice, but
1: yeah, um, I'm sure he would have done a fine job, but. I think taking Batman Returns was the right choice. Oh, I mean, just for his style, uh huh. You know,
0: but looking at this movie and like just imagining, like if those two things happen, like Dan Aykroyd as Roy and Tim Burton directing, like how different this movie would be, right? You know what I mean? And
1: there's so many movies where you hear about these casting or directing what ifs, and it's like, man, if you could just press a button and have the product that would have came out. You know, yeah, in an alternate universe. Right. Yeah. Damn. There's so many movies I would love to see. Like just what would have happened.
0: Yeah. Well, that's what leaves it to our imagination and that's half the fun, man. You know. There you go. Like wonder how or wonder if or why or
1: Well, Josh, uh, what are we gonna do next time?
0: I don't know. I think it's I think this is your call because I brought on stay tuned and, and you had never seen it, and I appreciate you you playing ball with that. So
1: Yeah, of course. Um I think that was the first time I had never seen a movie that we talked about.
0: Hmm. I feel like there might have been one other one.
1: I or like maybe you, just one I hadn't seen in a long time.
0: I think Angus was one that you hadn't seen in a long oh, time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I had
1: seen Angus. But, uh, so I'm going to pass it back to you. A movie that I grew up with watching many times. I still love this movie. You have never seen it. We're going to watch Men at Work.
0: Men at Work. I'm excited.
1: 90 I don't.
0: You know what? I hope that I watch this movie and I'm like, oh yeah, I know this movie, but honestly, like I doesn't, I, I don't can't believe
1: you haven't seen that. I, movie.
0: I haven't really seen this movie. I don't think it's
1: got, um, fucking, uh, Milo from don't tell mom, the babysitter's dead, the sleazeball Milo. Oh really? Yeah. He's like the villain in the movie. Whoa. It's got Keith David. I mean, it's really good. It's Charlie Sheen, Emilio Estevez as garbage men. And they find a dead body in a trash can. And, uh, hijinks ensues i mean it sounds
0: I, it sounds amazing and like it's just one of those movies that like just kind of slip by you you know what i mean and sure. like you don't
1: yeah we all ha- we all have those
0: yeah and uh so men at work let's do it
1: yeah awesome yeah. so we'll do that whenever we can get to it but first we got to go to the mahoning drive-in baby for 90s rewind weekend oh yeah
0: so oh yeah get those tickets brother yeah, man, I can't <laughs> wait. Uh, hopefully, we'll see VHC see you all there. And uh, we're going to have a really radical time. So, we will report back after that. Until then, keep on VH snacking.